Welcome to the Twinkle Talks EYFS podcast. Working in the early years is busy, funny, messy and exhausting. Join me, Shana, and the rest of the Twinkle EYFS team as we talk honestly about our experiences as practitioners, teachers and professional nappy changers. Whether you're listening to increase your CPD hours or catching up on our antics whilst driving home from work, Twinkle EYFS will share everything you need to know about all things early years. Hello, marvellous listeners. It's so good to have you back. I feel like these two weeks go really quickly, right? Maybe if you're looking forward to an episode, it's taking a bit too long. But don't worry, we have got a great episode for you today. I am interviewing the wonderful Wendy White, aka Wendy Wu, the creator of My Mood Stars, a fantastic resource to help children discover, articulate and explore their emotions. But before we get into that, here's Katie with a rather interesting Only in the EYFS edition. Take it away, Katie. This week in Only in the EYFS. Tracy Matthewman has recently had a confession from a child that they want to be as strong as a guinea pig. At least he's got low expectations. Christine Billinghurst reports on her colleague who found a poo in the brick box. I'm pretty sure that's not the log the three pigs were thinking of. Melissa Roberts describes a recent display she was making where a child came in and asked, why are we decorating willies? Turns out she was making elephants for a jungle display. Be careful where you put your trunks, people. That's it for this episode. Tune in next time for more antics in only in the EYFS. Wow. Um... Do you know, every time we do Only in the EYFS, I think it can't get any weirder. Yeah, no, it, yeah, okay, awesome. (laughs) It's time to crack on with our amazing interview with the wonderful Wendy. And let me tell you, she is hilarious. Hello, Wendy. It is so, so great to have you on our podcast. Thank you so much for agreeing to come and talk to me. Um, I've been following you on LinkedIn and uh, Twitter. You're great on Twitter for such a long time. And you're just, you're so funny. And the things you do are just wonderful. Um, So I know we're going to have a good time today. (laughs) I was always the clown of the family. There you go. Well, and I have to say, your smile is so contagious. I just, when I see that smile, I'm like, yes, me too. I want to. I'm having a good day. I'm having a good day. <laughs> <laughs> so first things first, Wendy, before we get into your incredible um, journey, your mood stars, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your role in terms of education. And yeah. Well, do you know what? It all started when I was probably about nine years old and I went to see Mary Poppins. And I thought, right, that's me. Oh my- that's what I want to do. That's I want to be perfectly perfect in every way. Yeah, I think you've got there. And um, be able to click my fingers and tidy my room in three seconds. Oh. And I, I just love the idea of being a nanny. So, of course, after Mary Poppins, it was the sound of music. Oh, yeah. Oh, all those children. I thought, yes, I can do this. <laughs> so when I left school, my first job was in a nursery school as a, an, a, a teaching assistant, which I really loved. I just loved those children. 
And uh, of course, now they're in their 30s. So, but I still see them in Maidenhead. Hello, Miss, they say. <laughs> Hello, miss. They still call you Miss, don't they? Even if we're like yes. 50 odd, it's like, no, Miss, you're still Miss to me. <laughs> I know, I know. So then I decided to, after, after working at the nursery school, I became a nanny. So I traveled all over the world being a nanny for the rich and famous. Oh. Goodness knows how I ended up with the looking after the children of the rich and famous. Have you got any name drops for us? Um, well, I've got um, Elton John's <gasps> uh, Goddaughters. What? Are you serious? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, of course, they're in their, they're in their late 30s now. And it's not just the people that I, whose children I looked after, it was all the different people that we met. Like when we went on holiday, we met Natalie Wood and we met Eric Clapton and we met just tons of different actors and actresses and singers. Wow. And I also looked after the children of Marie Wilson from The Supremes. Oh my God, are you really? Yeah, so... That's incredible. And I looked after the gentleman now who is the chief executive something of Syria. I mean, he's he's just... Wow. I can't remember his exact title, but he does something in Syria, which is terribly important. And um, I don't... I'm not in touch with him anymore because he's just miles away, but... Yeah, it was, uh, and then I came back to Maidenhead. <laughs> <laughs> Such a world away from your many travels. <laughs> so then I decided that I missed children. I wasn't, mm. I wasn't cut out to have an office job. Definitely not. So I decided to become a childminder in two thousand and registered with social services, as it was back then. Um, and then in about 2004, I think, Ofsted raised its ugly... Uh, sorry, Ofsted raised its head. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, then, you know, as listeners will know, we, we weren't childminders anymore. We were early years professionals who had to evidence and implement all these different yeah. um, areas of learning. We had to do numeracy, communication and language, technology, understanding the world, the, you know, all, all of those stuff, which was great. It was great for Ofsted to bring that in. But when were we going to watch Neighbours? <laughs> And now it's gone. Like they Ofsted did not And now it's gone. It's limited time now. We're never gonna get that neighbor's time back. How dare they? I'm just so grateful that I that I didn't miss Kylie's wedding, that's all. Oh yeah. I think everyone's even like I'll I'll watch that back, you know. <laughs> prime moment. <laughs> so anyway, no, do you know what? Seriously, a lot of childminders left in droves mm. because they didn't want to do the paperwork. Uh, trust me, we don't in schools and settings, we don't want to do it either. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want to do the, the paperwork. I mean, I didn't want to do the paperwork. 
some childminders couldn't use a computer, so they were having to write out observations by hand, and it was laborious, it was long, and I was so sad because we lost some brilliant childminders who were natural, lovely, beautiful souls who are now not childminding anymore, and, and, and that's such a shame because they were so good at it, and they loved it, and their children loved them. Yeah. So um, I, I decided to carry on and, and just give it a go. And one of the areas of learning was um, personal, social and emotional development. And I didn't really have a clue what that was. It just sounded far too woo-woo for me. Mm. I, I didn't know how to evidence it to mm. Ofsted. I didn't really know how to implement it. So I, I researched it and it's basically about your um, mindset, having a positive mindset, having a positive image of themselves, mm-hmm. having uh, mental awareness, emotional awareness. And I thought, oh, yes, I, I'm getting this. I'm understanding this. So I looked for resources, good old Amazon. Um, back then, there wasn't anything. There weren't the um, worry monsters and the eggs and the pebbles and the stones and the charts and the books because until then it really wasn't anything that was talked about a lot it's a huge deal isn't it the mental and emotional well-being of our children is huge absolutely but back then it was only kind of like simmering Mm. Um, but I was into that I thought this is great this is great I I like this area of learning Um, So because there weren't any resources, I decided to make some. I decided to make some little felt stars, which were stuffed with that polyester, cottony, fluffy stuff with um, different emotions on them. So we we had surprised and sad and happy and worried, um, uh, sleepy, uh, shy. And I sent those out to childminders and I said, look, put these in your story sacks so that when Ofsted come, they can see that you're implementing and and, uh, evidencing PSED. And um, also the children can play with them themselves and they like to talk to the stars. And sometimes if you listen carefully, you can hear children relaying to the stars what they're actually feeling Mm. so they're kind of projecting their own feelings onto the stars so that the childminder can listen out and think oh I didn't know that I'm going to make an observation about that and maybe talk to the parents Uh, because children do tend to talk to the to the mood stars anyway Childminders loved them and they got back in touch with me to say not only did they love them and the children loved them, but their Ofsted inspectors had loved them too and said, you know, oh, where did you get this resource? And they said, oh, you know, from our friend Wendy. I wasn't Wendy Wu back then. I was just Wendy White. Parents called me Wendy Wu. So that's why it kind of like stuck. Yeah, it's cute. I like it. It's almost like a whimsical. I like it as yeah, well. It's more and I like that. In fact, I was in Waitrose the other day and somebody came up to me and said, are you Wendy Wu with the Moon Stars lady? And I said, oh. yes, I am, I am. So, of course, I was searching for a pen and a piece of paper, you know, to sign something. And she said, oh, it's just that you've left your lights on. Oh, no. <laughs> that 
still counts as fan. I still think that counts. Oh, I said, oh, oh yes, of course. Okay, thank you for letting me know. No, it's right. I saw your sticker on the car and I knew who to look for. <laughs> look, that's one step away from Strictly Come Dancing. I'm telling you, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she didn't. She didn't know who I was. She just just concerned that I'd left my lights on. But still, never mind. There we are, onwards and upwards. <laughs> it was in Waitrose as well, so you know. Next stop. Oh, Harrods Food Store. Harrods, there you go. That's it. That's it. Leave your lights on again just to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And can I ask you, um, what is what was the difference for you in terms of uh, choosing childminding and nannying in that kind of route rather than perhaps maybe going to a private setting or a state setting? I wanted to have an environment that was totally home from home. Mm. So I wanted the kids to come in and feel like this was their home and they treated it like their their home. And it was all very child-led, you know, they got out what they wanted to, to play with. I, I rotated it, you know, yeah, I, I moved the activities around and one once a day we'd have a certain activity concentrating on one area of learning. But basically, I just let the children do their thing while I was just there to help them and extend the activity to, to get them uh, moving on and thinking um, about the activity even further. And it was fascinating what that would lead to. So yes, really, it was because I just wanted to be I wanted to be at home as well. I'm a real home bod mm, and that's where I'm most comfortable. Yeah. No, I like it because a lot of our guest speakers on the podcast so far have either been in like settings or schools and things like that. But I think it's really important for listeners and for us to remember that childminders and nannies do just as much work as we do in schools and things. You know, like you say, Ofsted expect exactly the same things from you. It's just a different kind of setting. And so I'm really honoured that we can have a childminder perspective as well for early years because like you say it's a very different setting it's a home setting so you're going to have a completely unique experience with those children that day nurseries private nurseries reception classes are not going to have and because of that home feel like you said and that's really going to benefit uh, the, the early years community um, as a whole in terms of you know the, what you learn and what you find and like you said out of that was born the Mood Stars, which is just amazing. So I know you touched on it a little already, but tell us all about them. Well, when I had my Ofsted visitor come to see me, the first first gentleman Ofsted visitor, he honed in on one of the children playing with the Mood Stars. And he said, what, what have you got here? What are they playing with? Uh, where did you get these from? And I said, well, I made them because I couldn't find a resource and he said, I think I've seen them in another setting, though. And I said, yes, well, they would have been from me. <laughs> They're mine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Don't forget it. <laughs> um, yeah. Pay me now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're mine. They're mine, I tell you. <laughs> so he said to me, did you realise that there was a huge gap in the market for something like this? And I said, tell me about it, uh, because I researched the internet and Amazon. And if you can't get anything on Amazon, then it's just not worth getting. <laughs> so um, I decided to make them. And he said, seriously, if you are thinking of retiring, because I'd spoken to him about retiring, mm. market them, get them out there. He said, I think they're, they're absolutely fabulous. Well done. And um, 
I don't know whether it was because of my mood stars or whether it's because I make a really banging cup of tea, but he gave me an outstanding. Oh, wow. That's de- yeah, you, not the cup of tea, I don't think, Mrs. I think. <laughs> I'd like to be. <laughs> you ask for another cup. I mean, we are British, but you know, you know. I think you've got to be something pretty special. <laughs> and so that was, that was fab. So I kicked him out before he could change his mind. Oh, yeah. And uh, then I thought about it and I, I did retire and I thought, oh, maybe I will take Derek up on this. And so I sourced some factories in China, ethical and a a decent price as well. So out of the three, I whittled it down to two. And I still have those two factories that manufacture for me, uh, which is great because they really get the mood stars. One of them actually has an autistic child. So she was really into the mood stars and I don't know if any of your listeners have actually got the mood stars. Oh, I'm sure they do. But what will strike you is that how beautifully they're made. They are yes. exquisitely made. Yeah. So I'm really happy that I found those factories that do such a good job. And then um, being a childminder, I was not a businesswoman, but I had to be pretty quickly. I had to learn how to be a businesswoman. And I was absolutely useless because I'm just too soft and too kind. Oh, no, have it on me. Have it on me. It's fine. Yeah. You know, and I hate, hated charging people for things. And um, then I thought, you know, I'm, I'm just not making any money here. Um, not that that was the, the most crucial thing for me. The most crucial thing was getting these mood styles under the noses of children and their, their, their teachers. But I did learn, and I've been at this now for four years, and now I'm at the stage where um, county councils are getting in touch with me and ordering 45 sets for their schools. Wow. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it has grown exponentially, and... Thank you, Facebook. Thank you, Instagram. Thank you, LinkedIn. Thank you, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> because um, that's where it all started, getting myself out there and getting the mood stars known. But now, mainly, it's it's word of mouth. So a county council has heard what I'm doing and has said, uh, oh, yeah, we'd, we'd like some mood stars as well for our schools. So it has really grown. I'm so proud of them. They are a phenomenal resource. Um, Yeah, I'm really, really proud because I am not a businesswoman. I am still that childminder from Maidenhead, believe me. But that's important, I think. Um, I was talking to another um, lady like yourself. You might know her, Leslie Barrington, who did pretty much the same thing with her books. I know Leslie very well. Well, there you go. And I just think in early years, especially, that is the way to do it because you know the children, you're in that environment all the time and you know the curriculum, you know where the gaps are and you you can visualise it and you can you can fill that gap and that's exactly what you've done. So to say that, oh, you know, I'm not a businesswoman, it's that's, it does, I feel like, especially in this day and age, it doesn't matter. You can learn those things on the job, you know, which you clearly have done so very well. But the the important thing is you really understand what children need. I think that's, I'll take that. I'll take that. It's just that, 
you know, when I'm called an entrepreneur or, you know. You are. Yes, I know. It it just, I don't know, it just doesn't ring true. It's, I I don't know. (laughs) I just, I know what I've done and I'm really proud of myself. But in my heart, I'm just, I can't say just a childminder because childminders are phenomenal. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's where my heart is. Yeah. This is why they work and that's why they've done so well because, it's really easy to get caught up in the business side, the profit side, the, you know, uh, scaling up side and you haven't. And hey, if you continue to do that, awesome by all means, but your your heart will always be with the children. Absolutely. Where it should be. That's where it should be. Whether you're teaching in a classroom or whether you're making mood stars, like it should be about the children. And that's why they're so successful. And I love, I love that journey that you have. And it's just so authentic. And I think also that's what people appreciate when they buy them it's like they're not just buying these really you know high quality wonderful resources they're also buying into your vision buying into your heart they understand and they trust you well this is the thing I think they buy into me as well as a person because yeah um you know I don't just sell them I'm there with with them along their their journey and this is what makes them want to to buy more products from me but I think the little things like a customer um, emailed me to say you know thank you so much for the the mood stars they're absolutely delightful but unfortunately the box arrived and it was badly damaged and so I've sent her a bubble wrapped flat pack box to Ireland (laughs) at my own expense because I wanted I I want everything to be perfect for my customers and that's I think that that's what people appreciate that I just, I will go that extra mile. Right. And I think especially in the earliest community, that is kind of how we all stick together and how we get through it, isn't it? Because we all know whether you're a childminder, a nursery manager, a teacher, it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig. Uh It's an incredible job, but it is a lot of work. And the more that we can help each other, the better. I mean, for example, that's the reason I started this podcast for Twinkle. Uh, We didn't have an earliest podcast before, but we just saw an opportunity because we feel like it's important to be more than just a product you know it's important to like you say show our listeners that we get it that we know what it's about I mean kind of similarly I don't come from a marketing background I don't come from a podcasting background (laughs) to be honest Wendy I'm just winging it as I go but (laughs) I have been in early years for 10 years I know what it's like and I know what people need and want and I've been in their positions so I can empathize and you know sympathize in other situations and I think you know if I was still a teacher what would I want to hear about what would I like to listen to who would I like to make connections with because like you know another thing as well I think people don't realize if you're not in early years is there is no time in the day there is literally no time in the day and you can't you know go out to the shops and spend hours looking at what resources and we don't have money to do that we don't have budgets to do that we can't go and listen to experts talk we can't go to conventions and improve our cpd so this is why you know we started the podcast like no we're going to bring it to you we know how hard it is and it's like that's why you've done your mood stars it's no there's a gap there and we need to fill it so you know what i'm gonna be that filler i'm gonna do it And that is just the beauty of what makes this work. And I just, I think it's wonderful and to encourage that. I think so too. I think so. We are a very special community. 
Yeah. Um, we don't get the the funding. We don't get the recognition. No. Um, and I think that this podcast is absolutely wonderful. It's such a brilliant idea to, to oh, bring early years together, wherever they are, wherever whatever their role is. Yeah. This is it. And we, I, I don't want to brag or anything, but we've got a lot to give, Wendy. Early years practitioners staff they are incredible we have to we have to learn so many things on the job yeah there are so many things that are not in the handbook that are not you know taught when we go to university or when we do our nvq or when we do our training or placements there is so much that we can do and we can give to other people other key stages other other jobs like look at you and me i (laughs) I do podcasting you have your own business like it's just it's really important isn't it and to support each other and that's exactly what you do and I I just I love it so I'm gonna stop fangirling now but I'm really glad that you're here to share this story (laughs) because it's wonderful um so in terms of your mood stars like physically what was your vision for them how did you envisage them being used how did you want them to be used and how is that maybe perhaps evolved well originally they were as I said sewn um, felt stars stuffed with polyester stuffing um, but learning from it I learned that these little stars that I made could actually fit through a toilet roll tube which means that they were actually a choking hazard so I had to get in touch with all the childminders and say don't give them to any any of your kids three or under or just look after them. So because I learned so much about safety of toys, you know, Mm. the EN71 regulations and all of that, because I couldn't just dish out my mood styles. They had to be safety regulated and um, design registered and trademarked. So I learned a lot about the safety of them. So the thing was to make them bigger, so, but I still wanted them child hand sized because if you imagine the shape of a star and a child's hand, how they can just grasp that star and squeeze it round its points. Yeah, it's a good point. And that's a lovely feeling. And some children, because I've seen this, put their finger against the points and push them inside the star. So the stars end up just looking like little balls. Yeah. (laughs) So they're very, very tactile and they just make lovely fidget toys as well. Kids, kids love them. So that's where I saw them initially. But then my market research informed me that um, it needed a board. They needed a board to stick on because uh, a lot of people in the market research, of quite a big percentage, were saying, "Can you display them on anything? Do they stick to anything? Can you do this, that, and the other?" So I thought, you know what, the board is the next thing. So I developed the uh, my mood stars board, which has also evolved because they used to be just black, but now they can be painted in any of five. Uh, colours, red, blue, green, purple and grey and they stick onto the boards because the back of the mood stars are velcro receptive, they stick to that scratchy side of velcro that you find on kids trainers and on, on their jackets so the scratchy velcro dots stick to the board and then in turn the mood stars stick to the velcro dots and kids can peel them on and off and move the stars 
all around the board and make up different scenarios. And I think it's just, as I said before, it's about extending the play. And this is a really cool way to extend the play and for children to make up their own scenarios with, with the eight stars. Yeah. And I was just, even as you were talking, I was just thinking the amount of different things you could do with them. Like you said, you could even use them. Um, I mean, do you know what? I was thinking even perhaps therapists could, could use them. It's funny you should say that because they are with speech and language therapists. Right. With Yes, with many speech and language therapists. They're with most of the relaxed kids coaches. They are widely used with um, people, uh, childminders in early years settings who use Pacey and Michael Watermichelle because those um, practitioners get a, a discount. And of course, the two biggest hospitals in London have them, Great Ormond Street and uh, Guys and St Thomas's. So they were huge orders from both of those hospitals. And, you know, I was just super, super chuffed to have Great Ormond Street find me on Twitter and ask if they could have 35 sets for their children's wards. I mean, I nearly fell off my chair. I just, you know, it's just so incredibly amazing. Um, I don't know why I'm so amazed because they're a wonderful resource. I think it's more down to this was me. Yeah. (laughs) Wendy White, Childminder from Maidenhead. It's, it's just incredible, my journey. And uh, quite unbelievable, quite unbelievable. But but there we are. So Great Ormond Street Hospital have them. Um, also, courts. Oh. Um, social services use them in courts. And one social worker emailed me to say that a non-verbal five-year-old child was able to make a disclosure of abuse from a family member using the mood stars yeah and that child is now safe the family member has is in is has been arrested or is in jail or whatever happened i wasn't allowed to know too much about the case but she was allowed to tell me that this little lad using the stars was able to make a disclosure of abuse phenomenal I know, I know. That's incredible. I know. Do you know what? This really, this really takes it home that it's so important to have inclusive, diverse resources. Yes, for everybody, non-verbal, verbal. Everybody, everybody, right. yes. It's like your mood stars, it can be for children who are multilingual, children who are refugees, and they have no English, but they can use your mood stars to communicate. Absolutely, because they're universal. Trauma yeah, children. Trauma, death. Like you say, children perhaps who have autism, yeah. deaf children. Just that one resource has made that much of an impact on a child's life. It's potentially saved their life. Which yes. Is so important. This is why your work is so important, and I just—that's amazing. Like it goes beyond the classroom, doesn't it? I mean, everything we do in early years goes beyond the classroom, beyond the setting. But yes, well, I hope so. It should. It yeah. should do that. Um, I mean, we do an incredible job, and I think that children take home what we teach them, and they want to talk about what we've taught them. And I think that that means, you know, we're doing a good job when children go home to their parents and say, Miss Watson was talking about, you know, the the, the life cycle of a turtle, you know, and, they, and, and because Miss Watson is such a brilliant teacher who has used fun and games and crafts and tough trays and Play-Doh to, to talk about this topic, 
it's gone into their head because it was mm. fun and it was right. creative and it was imaginative. And that's thanks to that early years teacher, just not recognised enough, I don't think. No, no. And I think your mood stars are going to empower such, I mean, they have already clearly, but in such a wide range of anybody who works with early years children or has early years children parents can massively benefit from them as well and what I really like is that they can it's not just about kind of PSED is it you yes that's kind of the main focus about talking about our emotions and giving children that that language that vocabulary and also that you know way of communicating if they're not comfortable communicating um, primarily but it's all about communication it's tactile it's sensory it's role play it's imaginative play it's talking about abstract concepts and it's just there's I mean I could go on forever but there really is a lot that you could do with them isn't there well the buzzword at the moment is self-regulation isn't it and of course they are absolutely phenomenal for self-regulation of course before a child can self-regulate we need to learn how to co-regulate teach them about emotions role model And this is where my mood stars come in a lot as well, because the teacher can say, I can see that you are feeling angry, like angry star, I can see that you are feeling angry. And let me tell you, I would feel angry too, if if that happened to me, I totally get it. You might not want to talk to me right now about it, but I just want you to know that I am here for you. And you come to me when you're ready to talk, and we'll talk about it. But, you know, so it's that sort of thing that we're learning these days, worlds apart from our parents, or especially my parents, who would just say, oh, just stop being so over-emotional, stop right. crying. Stop, you, know, you know, they didn't bless them, really. They did not have a clue because it just wasn't there then, you know. It was stop crying. What are you crying for? Don't be so soft. Right, right. And I think that's another really important point and really important kind of topic that your mood stars bring up the the fact that there is no such thing as a bad emotion so you're cross you're angry star it isn't red it isn't evil it looks exactly the same as the others and that's really important like you say to teach children because there is no such thing as a bad emotion all emotions are healthy all emotions are needed but what the mood stars do is not only just teach that but it teaches them how we can uh I don't want to say control but I want to say you know we can adapt our behaviors we can adapt how we regulate we can regulate our emotions we can take that and especially I think as well in today's society about assigning roles to children whether it be gender whether it be whatever you know it's um a child for example I know it's not an emotion but you know a girl would be bossy but a boy would be assertive and that kind of uh, you know the fact that boys oh no boys boys don't cry man up all of that stuff no 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 no. we're walking away from that that is unhealthy your mood stars are genderless they are you know uh, raceless it doesn't matter ageless yeah ageless there's no there's no distraction from the expression on the mood stars faces i think i still see in some social work settings the age-old flip chart with the angry old man, the sad mm. little boy, the bossy little girl, the, right. you, you know, it's so stereotypical. Right. And, it, and it's so wrong. So this is why I wanted the Mood Stars totally non-culturally specific, non-age specific, 
non-gender specific, just the emotions on the stars' faces. And I think that that works. Definitely. And that we are all entitled to feel every emotion regardless that's right I love it I love it (laughs) do you have any like particular favorite activities or things that you've seen done with them oh yes one of my favorite which is absolutely brilliant one of my friends on Instagram has a little lad who is uh, prone to tantrums let's say (laughs) so um mum has tried everything ignoring it, trying to to hold them, talking to them, not talking to them, leaving the room, coming into the room. Uh, As as I said before about the Mood Stars board, they are that you can stick the Velcro dots onto the board. So if you imagine a seven-year-old who's kind of like mid-tantrum, sees his mummy with the Mood Stars in her hand, and she's pelting them at the board to see which ones stick. Just quietly. Oh, oh, silly mummy, that one fell off. Oh, look where that one landed. Oh, <laughs> yay, got that one on. Right, what's next? Sleepy star, where are you going? Yeah, bingo. What are you doing, mummy? Oh, it's all right. No, 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 mummy's just playing until you've calmed down. Mummy, I've calmed down. What are you doing? Mm. Oh, can I play with this? Can I play with me? And just in fits of hysterics as the mood stars go hit the board, either bounce off where you get a big raspberry from Silly Star or they go on where you get a big clap from Happy Star. It's amazing the different activities that can be done with them. But that's my favourite because you can actually use it as a distraction. It's fun. I want to, I'm going to do it. Let me do it. I want to go. So yeah, that's one of my favourite. Also another one is um, like find uh, which star is missing so you put the stars onto the board and then you've got to act out act out which star is missing and then tell me why you think that star is feeling that way oh that's a good one there's so many levels to that yes so but there's a four page activity download that is available on the website so when a customer subscribes to the website, then they get an opportunity to download the activity sheet. And there's an activity sheet for parents, for teachers, and for care workers, because clearly they're in care homes as well, my mood stars. So some cognitive therapy exercises to do uh, with the mood stars for our older generation. I love it. I love it. And before we get on to our questions from our listeners, because we've had a lot of interest uh, in what you do, what what are you hoping mood stars in general and also the conversation we've had today, what are you hoping that it leads to in terms of education as a whole? I'm hoping it leads to less teenage suicides, especially in boys. I want it to lead to it being de rigueur for boys to put their arms around their friends and say, oh, I'm feeling a bit rough today. I'm feeling a bit, I'm feeling a bit emotional. Do you mind if, can we talk about it? That I want that no stiff upper lip business for our boys anymore. Uh, children to be able to discuss their feelings openly. I want parents and us adults to be able to show our children our emotions. So many mums I talk to say, no. No way, no, not showing my kids my emotions. 
But why not? Do it. Because they've got to learn that if mummy can feel that way, daddy can feel that way, or nanny or granddad, then I can feel that way. Right. Um, so so lots of lots of things where I want it to to lead, but beyond everything, just to help the mental and emotional well-being of our children to uh, early, early, early on, from nine months to primary school to senior school to what to whatever. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. I love it. I love it. So we've got some really, really nice questions, actually, um, about uh, your mood stars from our wonderful listeners. That is the most terrifying ringtone I've ever heard. Does that not scare you silly when the phone goes? Do you know what? I I don't know whether the listeners heard that. We did. (laughs) But that, that tune that plays tells me that whoever's calling is spam oh so i have different <laughs> i know i'm so anal that's hilarious <laughs> so whenever i get a call like that i know it's spam <laughs> now my husband's is ain't that a kick in the head by frank sinatra <laughs> um my 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 twins have got pink singing uh something I can't remember, something about being perfect. Fabulous. Um, so I've got different songs for different members of the family. But that one, Oh Fortuna. <laughs> the song of like doom. Is my spam. So there we are. Welcome to my world, listeners. Welcome to my world. That was hilarious. Oh my gosh. Fabulous. Right. So we've got some uh, really nice uh, questions from our listeners who've been interested in uh, your work. And we've got one question that says, how can they be used in settings, but more specifically, for example, like you were talking about for babies or children with um, additional needs? Okay. well, first of all, the uh, mood stars are washable. (laughs) So (laughs) I think that's one of the most important things. Very important. Of course, they have been safety tested. So there are no azo dyes or anything, um, no nasties in them. So for spe- for babies and special needs children who like to suck and who have a very sense, they learn through their senses, or the sucking comforts them. They're they're perfect for babies to suck for ch- for children, adults with special needs to suck on the points, and just having as babies the mood stars around your environment as a resource helps them er- even earlier to understand the emotions because they've been brought up with them mm. and then you know even by nine 18 months even signing the emotions and holding up this you know lots of uh, parents sign use baby signing and even to hold up a star and to sign it to their their infant um, child so they can be use them a lot of uh, obviously babies and um our special needs kids uh don't have the language so this is where it's important for us to be able to use the mood stars to try and portray the emotion that that child is showing i i can see that you're feeling like a surprise star did did that surprise you when the door just slammed it surprised me are you surprised, you know, and, and, and signing it as well as showing the star? 
so so yes they've got a lot of uh there are a lot of activities on the activity sheet for um children with autism and uh, not specifically for babies i think it starts two to three years the activity sheet but yes for, for babies they can be used because babies learn through mouthing and feeling and of course the mood stars aren't flush with the fabric the embroider embroidery is proud so that babies and partially sighted kids can feel the mood stars as well because the embroidery is proud of the star they can um, feel it like braille so they can touch the stars to feel what emotion is on them so I hope that answers that question. Yeah, massively. There was loads of loads of different things you could do there. That was great. That was great. Uh, another question we've got is, um, what what's the most unusual way you've ever seen them used? Probably as I, I was talking about earlier, where a child had got the mood star in, um, in their hands and had inverted all the points to make it round, to make it look like, just like a ball. Um, so I think it was sad star actually, and it did look terribly sad without its point. <laughs> and also, it's very difficult to try and excerpt them as well. But that's, so that's the most that's the most uh, one of the most unusual ones. I bet they've been in all sorts of like jelly bath and oh goo and slime and all sorts. They've been covered in everything, but as I say, they they are washable. Another thing that I saw in Maidenhead, in, in um, Nicholson's Walk, it's a big area, last summer was a kid with a baseball cap on, and on the back of the baseball cap, where that Velcro is, was Happy Star. Oh. I didn't even know that they bought them. And I said, oh, excuse me, are you the mummy? And yes, he's wearing Happy Star on his baseball hat. I said, I'm Wendy Roo. Oh, you know, she, she still did. She didn't really have a clue what I was, even though she bought my mood stars. But, um, you know, I almost have to say, I'm the mood stars lady, you yeah. know. Look, you're turning into fashion. Like, we're going to see you on the on the runways, like, with star dresses and all sorts. Like, Because <laughs> the stars come with badges so that they can pin... The, the, the badges are that scratchy side of Velcro. And so that the children can wear the stars that they're actually feeling. Um, so when they go to school or if they're going to a birthday party for the first time on their own or the, or the doctors or dentist or even a long car journey, they can wear the mood stars on their T-shirt. Yeah. And last but certainly not least, this is the one I'm most excited about. What's next? What's the next step for these mood stars? Uh-huh. What's next? Well, what's next is uh, recordings, actually. Recordings that will be available on the website. Are they going to have voices? Well, I've written eight stories, oh. one for each mood star. They're absolutely hilarious. I was going to get them published, but because of my wacky sense of humour, they sanitised the life out of them. Oh, you can't have them. Oh, no, you can't have that. Oh. You can't. No, 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 you can't have that. I, I said, but it's funny. It's hilarious. No. Oh, no. fun police. <laughs> so I thought, right, okay, well, if I, I can't publish them then, I shall put them onto the website. People can pay, download them and listen to them. They're such fun. They're very entertaining. I read them all. 
And uh, yeah, so that's the next thing. That is the next step. That's so exciting. I love that. I mean, who knows what's next? It could be animation. It could be a TV series. Oh, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm definitely going to check out those recordings. I I mean, already from talking to you, I know you're hilarious. So I know <laughs> these recordings are going to be brilliant. Not just for kids, but for adults as well. We're going to be laughing along. Like, it's going to be great. Well, do you know what the thing with stories is these days? They've got to be entertaining for the adult as well because they've got to listen to them over and over again. So if I can make the adults chuckle, but as I said, the publisher did not want... You can't have them falling down and hurting themselves. <sighs> no, you can't do this, can't do that. And I well then don't have them I, I shall I should just retain copyright and do it myself that's right good for you and you never know because of this you know some publisher might listen and be like oh that's- oh yes well actually yes I don't mind people falling down and hurting themselves you come to me yeah <laughs> it's literally our daily life it's literally our daily life so you know I know I know it's like talking about poo Yes, it's like, yes we, we have to talk about poo. It's literally what we do for our job, okay? <laughs> like, we can't not talk about poo. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Oh, dear. So, for the end of our episode, what we do with all of our guests is we play a really fun game. It's called... Would you rather teacher edition, or should I say this time childminders edition? We're gonna we're gonna shake it up today. Are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. Round one is always the same for everybody. Um, I still think we're pretty even as part as thinking about the guests we've had so far. But you might you might turn it this week. Would you rather tea or coffee? Tea. Builders tea, Yorkshire tea bags. Ooh, I don't Yorkshire like coffee. Tea, yeah. No, I like an iced coffee in the summer. I like a, an iced tea in the summer. But yes, builders tea for me in a mug. Mm. Round two. Now this is a this is an interesting one. Would you rather Pepper Pig or Paw Patrol? Pepper Pig. Really? Yes. I would go for Paw Patrol. Why would you say Pepper Pig? I love her because she's she's funny. She's bossy. She's got a heart of gold. She's such fun. She loves splashing in muddy puddles, which is exactly what I love to do. <laughs> um, so, yes, it's got to be Peppa Pig for me. Oh, see, that is the exact reason why I don't like Peppa Pig. She can be a little cheeky, can't she? I Sometimes I watch it and I'm like... <laughs> this is a sassy little pig. Yes, <laughs> I'm is. as if my kids are going to start copying it. <laughs> and they do. I think they do. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. I'm like, oh no, I can't I can't now um, say anything because <laughs> they've seen it on Peppa Pig, so it's kind of my own fault. Like I, I've kind of goaded them to do it. <laughs> but Paw Patrol, I love. I love. I mean, I'm a dog person anyway, so I love dogs. Right. But my favourite Paw Patrol is Marshall because all he does is fall over and it's just hilarious. Yeah. I, I, I do. I do enjoy a bit of Paw Patrol. I do. They are great. And that's there's a, that catchy theme tune. I'm like, yeah. Yes, yes. But don't do it or else I'll have that on my mind for the rest of the day. All right. I, w- I was literally just about, I won't do it. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll hold it in. Last one. Would you rather teach your edition round three? Would you rather take children to a swimming lesson or a music lesson? Oh. oh. <laughs> By the look on your face, it looks like neither. <laughs> no, not, not, neither really, neither really, because they're both going to be hideously noisy. Probably to a swimming 
lesson. A music lesson, if it was piano, not recorder, because that reminds me of school, <laughs> and violin is just too scratchy. Yeah. Piano, maybe. How are you feeling about drums? Drums, definitely not. <laughs> no to drums here. Probably take take the children to a swimming lesson. Yeah, because I might be able to get a cup of tea. Right. This is what I, yeah, this is what I think. I'm like, we're really grateful for swimming instructors because they take the job and they take the children and it's Aww. great. And you can sit poolside and have a cuppa and just watch yes. your children. I like that one. Yeah, I like the same. But in a music lesson, yes, music um, teachers are great as well. But if you don't come in with a headache you're going to leave with one uh, I don't absolutely. know how music teachers yeah. do it at that yeah. age <laughs> yes no 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 unless I could wait outside near the vending machine not, <laughs> not, not a music lesson for me no no I'm with you I'm with you uh, thank you for playing it was interesting answers I liked it very much <laughs> It's just been such a pleasure to have you um, and have a laugh today and talk about your incredible resources. Thank you so much, Wendy. Before we go, I believe you have a little discount for our listeners. Is that? I do. Yes, I do have a uh, discount for any Twinkle educator. And for our listeners today, it's EYFS23. That's the code. Wow. And what do we get with that discount code? What do we get? 20% off a pack. 20% 20% off the, the bundle. If you buy a Mood Star bundle, then you get a cushion at half price. <gasps> so so that's it's all on the website, but for Twinkle users, it's EYFS, Early Years Foundation Stage, 23, 20% off. Yes, so uh, do just a ha- have a look um, and have a look at this, um, buy a bundle and get a half price my mood star cushion as well so that's a great deal and that's just for us for listening oh thanks yes. that's really kind yeah so tell us um where can we find you if we want to learn more listeners she's absolutely hilarious on twitter and linkedin and things by the way so i really would recommend following her wendy where can we find more information about you well please do follow me on instagram it's just at my mood stars I love doing reels because I love making people laugh. If you want to laugh, follow me. Um, second to that, you might learn a little bit about emotional well-being and children's mental health, but really just follow me for the crack because it's just hilarious. LinkedIn, I'm probably a little bit more serious, but you can follow me on LinkedIn. I'm Wendy White. Or Facebook, it's My Mood Stars. Twitter, it's at My Mood Stars. Yeah, so so give me a follow. And the website is www.mymoodstars.co.uk. Be lovely to have you come and subscribe. It's absolutely free. You get your free download activity sheet. And uh, yeah, it'd be just lovely to have you along. And also on Google Maps. Oh! Have a look at me on Google Maps. I'm Wendy Wu on Google Maps. Have a look and see what I'm all about there and maybe give me a follow. Because at the moment, because I've only just joined Google Maps, I have zero followers. Oh, no, we can't leave that last. No, that won't do. I didn't even know you could follow people on Google Maps. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Follow Wendy Wu because they'll get um, updates on special offers and uh, they get to know, you know, where I am, my address, my phone number, my email address. And so... 
it's a little bit it's just a little bit more personal Wow. And I do believe we at Twinkle also have some accompanying resources for your fabulous mood stars because we love them so much too. We thought, hang on a minute, let's team up. Let's give you some things as well. So um, I'll put a link in the description as well to some of the Twinkle resources that we've made to go alongside your incredible mood stars. Twinkle Sen are using the mood stars. It's fabulous that they really took to them. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased to be a big part of Twinkle because I think it's absolutely amazing. Oh, you're so kind and vice versa. It's grown so much, hasn't it? I mean, it's just absolutely phenomenal how it's grown. And yeah, I'm very proud to be a part of it. That's so kind. Thank you. Well, it's all about you guys. And, you know, we're in it together. So if we grow each other, the world can only be a better place, won't it? Wendy, thank you so, so much for your time today. It's been wonderful. And I look forward to hearing all about what you do next. And I'm going to get those recordings for sure. (laughs) You might have to wait until New Year for the recordings because they're still in their infancy. But yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to it. I'm excited. All right. Thank you so much, Wendy. I'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Well, there we have it. Didn't I tell you she was really funny? I had so much fun recording with Wendy. She was an absolute hoot. And she's really passionate about helping children articulate and understand their emotions. And I think her mood stars are, are really great. So... How exciting is that, that she gave us, Twinkle Talk EYFS listeners, a special discount. That's amazing. So if you missed it, it's EYFS23, EYFS23. That's the discount code. You get 20% off on the things that Wendy was talking about. But this special discount is only available for a limited time. You've got until the 30th of September to put that discount code in and grab some amazing mood star resources for your settings. Isn't that so lovely that she did that? And I definitely think it's worth it. And when you get them, send us a photo, tag us. It'd be great to see them in action. But for now, that is the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And I can't wait to see you for the next one. Have a great day. So that's it from today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you really enjoyed it. If you would like to get involved or would like to know more, come and find us on our social media sites. We have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and TikTok account. All of the details will be in the description. And whatever you're doing, I hope you have a great day today.